I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Uh, we are very excited because Voicemail is proudly supported by Raw Naturals, skincare for men. Now, Raw Naturals is a new, unique grooming line that helps men feel comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, Raw Naturals, like us, is a brand that's passionate about mental health. So we are delighted to have them on board with the show. Their range of beard and skincare products are not only top class, but are also made with the environment in mind. And they work. That's true. So for 20% off their range of male grooming products, check out the link in our show description. You can also follow Raw Naturals on Instagram at Raw Naturals UK. Hello and welcome to Voicemail, the podcast where us two males listen to your voicemail messages and do our best to help. I'm your host, Jamie Lang, and alongside me every episode will be my good friend and co-host, Josh Roberts. Josh is a campaigner, activist, and mental health expert and author of The Anxious Man. Opening up about our mental health is something that we all struggle with on a daily basis, men in particular. We hope that by discussing your experiences alongside our own struggles, people realise that they are not alone and find the confidence to ask for help if they need it. Hello everyone, welcome back to another lovely episode of Voicemail. Josh? Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Hey buddy. Just want to get... <laughs> What's this sort of slow jam you're going for at the start of this episode? I don't episode? know. I don't know. Listen, I think, you know, it's it's International Women's Day today. A lot to think about. The Harry, Harry and the Harry, the Harry and Meghan interview is happening tonight as we record this episode. I mean, there's there's lots going on. We're doing our recording our third episode of voicemail. Wow. Yeah. Of the three things, what are you most excited for? The Harry and Meghan interview, International Women's Day, or our record of the third episode of voicemail? Uh, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to go for our record. That's oh, what yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to go for our record because I think, listen, you know, that's great. And then I'm going to go International Women's Day and then I'm going to go Harry and Meghan. So what, yeah, are, what are your three? Are you going to watch it? The Harry and Meghan thing? Yeah, I, I definitely think I am. I think you've got to, right? You, you, you can't really ignore it. Um, I think you definitely can ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can. Just, just like to be lots clear, of things. Yeah. you can definitely not watch ITV at nine o'clock tonight. I'll probably not be doing that. I will probably not be doing that. <laughs> You're actually so right. You're so right. The interesting thing about what is going to come up in that interview, and it's important to talk about it, is the fact how Megan talks about how she was suicidal at one point. Yeah. And how she didn't get the help. And this is what, you know, there's two sides to every story. This is what she's saying. And that kind of does very much relate to our podcast that we do, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and also, I think that there's a temptation to... So one of the things I always talk about with mental health is that it really, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or where you kind of come from or what you look like yes. or whatever. It, it's one, it really is a kind of every man kind of thing. And I've obviously, or well, you and I have had problems with mental health. 
and we come from a position of privilege of our own, you know? Yes, exactly. But it doesn't really matter. It's the same problem and it's kind of universal. So... No, I sympathise. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, you know, I won't be watching at nine o'clock this evening, but um, I sympathise with uh, with Megan and with Harry. I think has also talked about his mental health before, which is amazing yeah. as well. Like, it's so the public conversation about mental health has come on massively in the last three years, and people like that are, you know, a big part of that. So, you know, we have it is them for that. It, it's so true. It's about people in positions who people would least expect to experience because mental health, as we know, is kind of. It's, it's, it's sort of represented in people who have had issues in the past, who haven't come from privileged backgrounds, who've had something wrong with. This is the whole perception of mental health, and actually, it's totally not true. It can hit anyone of all ages, at any time, of all genders, mm. um, of all races. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't stop for anyone, and that's the kind of upsetting thing about it. You know, I think we got to congratulate ourselves, Josh, because we did our insomnia episode last episode, and people really resonated with it because it is a time which people are struggling to sleep and all those different things, and so. Everyone really loved the episode, which is amazing. Yeah, it was cool. I, again, you know, just talking about the universality of this, insomnia is one of those things, like we spoke about last week, that just affects so many people. And it doesn't matter mm. who you are, what you look like, where you work, where you live or whatever, you know, you can be affected by it. And so, yeah, yeah it was cool to put it out, though. Have you been sleeping well recently? Do you know, I, I sleep better. I sleep, but I think mine is down to this cold therapy I told you about. I, I do this oh, cold yeah. therapy and I think I'm so sure that's down to my, my sleep. It's correlated. It can't just be a coincidence. It's down to cold therapy. But another conversation, what EP3 today is about, which a lot of people have experienced, um, it's, it causes a lot of mental health. A lot of people have experienced it, especially in lockdown, are breakups. Yeah, big time. I big was reading time. this morning that the numbers of divorce applications have gone up 122% versus the info. Yeah. And you can understand why. I mean, we get into it in big detail in the, in the episode, but there's so much stuff going on, not just that you hang out with your boyfriend or girlfriend much more. Yeah. And therefore, I think probably see different sides to them that maybe you wouldn't see, or you just kind of rub up against each other. Yeah, yeah, everyone pisses each other off. Doesn't matter, you know, if you you piss each other off if you spend too much time with one another. Doesn't matter if it's your mum, your dad, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is. Yeah, right. And then you start to look into it more. Oh, the relationship's got to be wrong. Got to be this. Got to be that. Right. Apparently, they're kind of the causes for these divorces aren't just to do with lockdown. The pandemic has also caused people to talk or worry much more about money and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, those kind of normal tensions that you have within a relationship yeah. have been sort of elevated and turned up. And the mental health thing too. You know, yeah. lots of people have been struggling with mental health. And you know, as a boyfriend or a girlfriend of someone who's having that problem, it can be quite tricky, and it changes the dynamic of your relationship too. So. There's loads of stuff going yeah, on. It, it, there's loads of stuff going on. And I think what is also really important to know is that a lot of these breakups happen, and I've been sort of victim to this in the past. And if you're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling, if you're not sleeping, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling all these sorts of things, what you try and do is you try and change a lot of things in your life. So you, you know, Josh, you and I are very key on this. We, when we weren't sleeping and I, we were very anxious, we wouldn't touch caffeine. We couldn't touch mm. caffeine because that was it. And you, you, you've sort of documented this. You would eat chocolate at a certain time because you ate it at six o'clock at night, didn't you? Yeah, and, that, yeah. and you thought that's what would help. You become obsessive over different things. And so what happens is, is that a lot of the time, and of course there are, there are, differences in, in everyone's life but a lot of the time people blame relationships 
for the way they're feeling because it's the thing that they can change. Because you can change a relationship, you can break up or get together and that's what you do. And a lot of the time, it perhaps is the relationship, but a lot of the time it may not be. So I think you, you have to be clear um, with that. And I in the past have stopped relationships because I thought, oh God, I'm anxious. It must be my relationship or whatever. And actually it's not. It's pretty, it was down to me as the individual. Yeah. And I, and I've got, and I had to learn that. Is there, is there an argument to suggest, and you, you know, we get into all of this in the episode, but is there an argument to suggest that, that sometimes, and I had this conversation with my sister, my sister's all, if I use my sister as an example, all of her mental well-being went into the relationship. So if the relationship was going well, she felt happy. And if the relationship was going badly, she d- was unhappy. Yeah. And I think that becomes a problem because actually what you have to do in life is you have to try, and sometimes it's very difficult, but try and be happy with yourself before you can't rely on other people to make yourself happy. And I think that's a lot of the time what happens is that people realize, don't know if they're happy in themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Or am I talking completely? No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, interestingly, I think a similar thing happens with your career. I'm d- doing a bunch of research about this at mm. the moment, about how you, you know, humans, we're always kind of trying to define ourselves and work out where we fit in and stuff like that. And jobs are a, an easy way of doing that. I'm the accountant, I'm the lawyer, I'm the doctor or whatever. It's an easy way to define yourself. And just as you can define yourself through your you know, professional career, the same is true of your relationships. You go, I am X's boyfriend or I am X's wife or I am X's whatever. And that's a big part of your identity. So when it gets taken away because of a breakup in that sphere or if you lose your job in the professional sphere, you're kind of all at sea and kind of, you know, what am I if I'm not that person's boyfriend or if I'm not the lawyer kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's so central. And the longer the relation, the longer the relationship goes on, the more that person becomes part of your identity in the way that you mm. kind of conduct yourself. So it's, that's, um, that's it's a scary exactly business. It. Yeah. It's a scary business, but also, you know, for, you know, this, this, conversation we have today this episode is very much about breakups um and so people resonate with that but also i think we've got to you know talk to people who aren't in relationships at the moment haven't gone through a breakup because we have this idea that being in a loving relationship is what we're conditioned to do and if you're not in a relationship that means you're going to be unhappy Mm. which is totally not right there are a lot of people out there who you know are much happier being by themselves and actually being in a relationship that doesn't work for them. And that's still okay, isn't it? We are, for some reason, we're told in life that we have to have a certain job, we have to live a certain way, and we have to be in this relationship and have kids. But that's not the way everyone wants to live their life. And that's also important to understand and accept. Oh, totally. And, you know, going back to the lockdown thing, just as, you know, married couples or people who live with their partner have had a crap time for the last year because they've been, you know, butting heads with them and working in the same room and stuff. Imagine, you know, how tricky it is if you're living on your own and, mm. you know, that would present a whole a whole bunch of different issues as well. So no one's had a good time of it. But feeling heartbreak, and I suppose that's the big thing with breakups, feeling heartbreak is awful. Have you ever felt heartbreak, Josh? Yes. I mean, yes, frequently. <laughs> and not And not even... I mean, I was actually, you know, when we we decided to do a podcast on breakups, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this, even though I... Because <laughs> you're going to start well, crying. I'm, I'm currently engaged. I say currently, that suggests that um, it, it's... <laughs> you're going to change yeah, maybe after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm currently engaged. We've been going out for five years it's, and I'm in an incredibly happy relationship. But still, I mean, dredging up some of these, you know, breakups from your sort of teenage years, it's still hugely emotional. But I've mm-hmm. had... Three proper girlfriends, well, four, fuck, I should be listening to this as well. Four girlfriends and three times I've been dumped 
often, often, oh. often more than once. So I, I'll, you know, I'll do that sort of incredibly embarrassing thing where you sort of beg for another go. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, been there. Jesus, you're down there. That's awesome. That's so awesome when hey. you get down on your hands and knees and start <laughs> begging. That's when you really know you're killing hey. it. That's the best. Please don't tell your friends. I've done, I've done. I didn't even say I've that. Done. I didn't even go that far. I was begging and didn't care. Tell your friends, tell everyone. <laughs> I didn't mind. I just, just want you back. I love you. I need to be with you. That's what One I was One time like. I ended up going, I went unannounced to her. I suspected that the reason that she'd left me was because she was getting with a colleague of hers. And so two months after having oh, been stalk. dumped, I turned up unannounced to the Christmas, the office Christmas party. I mean, it's that bad. And, and in between... Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Your Christmas no, her, party or her, her Christmas, Christmas, Christmas party? party? I basically got wind of the Christmas party was happening in a pub relatively... I, said, I'm, I don't know why I'm still pretending as though it was nearby. It wasn't. It was a long way away. It was a 20 quid Uber, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I still... Wait, how did you find went, out about the Christmas party? Who gave you the in? What was your, what was your mole that you had in I there? Think that, I genuinely think that they'd put it on Twitter or something, on the company Twitter account, announcing, you know, can't wait for our Christmas party party this evening i was like right okay wow. let's go wow this is yeah. low um and she she had even left the party by the time i got there but the colleague who i was suspicious of did see me there the whole anyway the whole thing was horrific but the point is i'm always getting dumped mm-hmm. and it's terribly embarrassing usually i get dumped over not face to face and we'll, maybe we'll talk about this a bit later but i've been dumped over text i've been dumped over skype i had what? the last time i got dumped was over email just an email from her from her work email address from her work email address what? that's how transactional it was delivered on the second day of a skiing holiday oh my can we get an insight to to what how the email went so dear josh or josh or hi or any introduction i think it was a hi josh and it was a hi josh and i had sent her an email saying hey I haven't heard from you for a couple of days is everything okay and she said hi josh no it isn't i've been thinking about this for a long time your toast, mate. Move on. Oh yeah, God. brutal. Pretty, pretty shit. And then that's, you know, I'm talking. I'm talking. You're full blown Facebook stalking. You're full on begging. You know, across the course yeah. of it. I've only ever done one dumping. So you've been dumped over text, dumped over email, dumped over Skype. Yeah. You've done one thing. What What was the worst out of all the dumpings? When you, you the worst dumping was the one that I did myself. Was the one where I was the dumper. Without question. Basically, what happened what? was... Are you serious? Yeah, I actually wrote this in my... Um, about this in the book in much greater detail. And then the publisher was like, no one needs to... This is horrific. No, you know, it's, we've got to take this out. So what happened was uh, we were going on a... So I'll, t- I'll tell it on a podcast instead. That's what I'll do. We'll take it out of the book, but I'll just say it in the podcast. Record, so off whatever, the record. Off the record. But yeah, so, so what <laughs> happened was we were driving out of London. We were going for a, a staycation that I'd booked in Oxford. And on the way out, we started arguing about, I mean, something so like what to listen to on the radio, whatever. And it just escalated and escalated. And by the time we had got to Oxford, I'd basically broken up with her. So in the first day of a three-day mini break. And then, yeah, it was just the most awkward thing, checking into a hotel. She was in floods of tears. I was like, fuck, I don't know if this is, you know, if we're going to rekindle or whatever. She ended up getting the bus back to London. And I had booked this thing for three days. I booked this thing for three days through one of those like discount websites. And I was like loath to let the booking go. So I ended up staying. No, no. (laughs) Obviously I booked the romantic package or whatever. So on day, on the morning of day two, I got, um, you know, croissants in bed with rose petals and stuff to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's sweet. Completely atrocious. 
so yeah that's and that's the only time i've ever done a dumping but it was definitely the worst sort of you know end of a relationship i've been through but but hang on so you so you you broke up on kind of a whim but you meant it yeah i've been thinking it for a while but again and i'm not usually this tight but i had booked this three-day thing in like January, mm. got to May, but didn't want to break up with her. I think a lot of people do this, actually. They go on, you know, totally. they've got a holiday booked. So you're like, okay, I'm going to see it through the holiday and then, you know, can them on the other end of it. I, I think, I think actually what happens, and I'm definitely fault at this, is that we become cowards and we, we constantly make up excuses why we can't mm. do the breaking up. And so we go, okay, I'm going to do it after Christmas. I'm going to do it after the holiday. I'm going to do it after this bit. And then when we come to that bit, oh my God, we find another excuse why not to break up with them. And are you one of those people who can cut the ties straight away, boom, like that? Or do you draw it out, draw it out, draw it out until you have one big flare up like you do when you go on a holiday and you send her on a bus home back to London? Wow, <laughs> you are cruel. Well, yeah, she wasn't insured on the car and I wasn't getting on the fucking bus. Oh um, my God. <laughs> no, that's terrible. She could have got a train. Know, there are lots I'm... of trains. Uh, am, I, <laughs> am I a dragger outer? Yeah, definitely. Well, primarily because, like I said, I'm usually the one on, on the other side of things, like mm-hmm. desperately clinging on, sending all sorts of gifts and letters and, and flowers and, yeah, just like really miserable, embarrassing stuff. How about you, though, Jamie? I'm Because de- also yours is a slightly different tinge to it, right? What? Cause I'm, and I'm desperate to know the relationship between what happens when you break up with someone on the telly and like how it works IRL. I, do you know what? I, 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 supposedly you're, you're meant to save it for camera. The idea is that if you've chosen to do a reality show, you stick everything on right. camera. But I, I, I've never done that because I found it too brutal and, and too, too kind of hard I, I just don't think i i can't even break up with someone in in person in the past i haven't been able to do that let alone when you have to do it you know on a tv yeah, show yeah. so okay. all of my past relationships i've had on and off a tv show uh, on the tv show they've kind of drifted out or, or or i have either misbehaved or something has happened and 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 it's a terrible way to be it's a coward's way out and i advise anyone to listening now never be a coward i was speaking to my little brother actually who is uh, 15 years old, and he was asking for advice about breakups and things like that. And I just said to him, look, don't just say to the person when you're breaking up with them, send them a message and just say, don't hate the player, hate the game. I, I <laughs> sincerely hope the quality of our advice. No, I did not. I said, to him, I said to him, my biggest piece of advice is if you're not feeling it, if you're not in a relationship, especially being 15 years old, but just anyone, if you have a certain bit of doubt, you only have one shot at this life. And I think that being honest and open and realistic and truthful in these situations is the best way forward. And it is that sense of ripping a plaster off and breakups. Mm. And if you're doing, if you're being broken up with, it's so hurtful. It's not in your control. You are begging for it not to happen, but it does get better. You do get over it. And the cheesy saying is there's always more fish in the sea. And there, there really is. There's people out there for everyone. And I totally believe there is. And some people sometimes think it's the end of their lives and all these different things. And I understand it's different for people who've been in relationships or have kids or all this kind of stuff um, or be married for ages. But, you know, I've had friends who have been married and are now divorced because it just was never quite mm. right. And and I think that's not what you want to have. Totally. And actually, I think there is, it, breaking up with someone is, a, you know, pretty cruel. It, or, or it's, 
it can yeah. feel or seem like a cruel thing to do, but actually I think it's much more cruel to go out with someone when you don't want to. That's kind of, that's totally. not just cruel, it's kind of humiliating. I think to be the person who's, you know, thinking that everything's swell when actually the other person is kind of wanting to can you. Yeah, no, I think this episode is going to be great because uh, I think it relates to a lot of people. I think that everyone has experienced different things uh, throughout lockdown, but I think breakups are up there. As you said, divorces have gone up and all these different things. So hopefully the episode today really resonates with people. People really, really comforts them. I think that's what we're trying to do mm. here. So I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. All right. Should we listen to our first voicemail? Let's do it. Here we go. Hi guys, uh, I saw Jamie's post on Instagram and I wanted to get in touch because I'm going through a, a really bad breakup at the moment and I'm not quite sure what to do. So any tips or advice would be amazing. Cheers. Thanks. Uh, firstly, that is the most vague voicemail we've got so far. He's just going through a breakup and that's yeah, it. And also whispering. I wonder where, where is this guy? <laughs> I, we shouldn't say the piss. He's obviously in a bad way, but like a bit of a, bit of a maybe, maybe, that's why, maybe that's why, because she can't hear a word you're saying because you're whispering to me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, we, Josh, we've said this before. Uh, when you're going through a breakup, there is not much anyone can say you can, you can say, oh, don't worry about it. You can say, oh my God, there's plenty more fish in these. You can say all these things. But actually, nothing heals you better than time. And that's an, a mm. really annoying thing to say, but it does with everything. It just takes time for you to get through it. And you feel like there's complete darkness. And you're not going to get out the other side and it's going to be horrendous and it's going to be awful. But at, there is light always at the end of the tunnel and you have to get through it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And actually, uh, it was really interesting to do some research and do some reading for this one because mm -hmm. it's not an area that actually, you know, I've come across much in, in the course of, um, of research I've done. But there are a number of different theories around why people break up and the sort of stages of breakups and stuff. The one that, People love this Give psychologists a level psychology uh ducks theory that is as in like ducks that quack um yeah. ducks theory of relationship breakdown there are four stages to every breakdown breakdown okay break, break relationship down. break relationship you always breakdown. go back to your breakdown yes we know you had a mental breakdown all right stop <laughs> bragging about it jesus every it's single my time. Calling oh, i had card. a breakdown i had a breakdown yes we know josh roberts all right stage okay. number one the intra psychic yeah. stage and I'm wondering, with reference to our caller, which stage that they might be in. The intra-psychic stage is when it's the stage of time when you admit to yourself that you know it's wrong, but you don't tell anyone else. So that's that bit like you were describing when you're on holiday with your brother and you're a bit like, you know, you can't stop thinking about it. You keep thinking the only association you have with this person are sort of negative associations and you can't stop thinking about how bad and toxic the relationship is. Stage number one. Stage number two is the dyadic stage, which is where you start to confront the person themselves and, and sort of like, I guess, fess up to the fact that, um, you know, you're feeling unhappy in stages one on two, according to Mr. Duck, it's mm -hmm. possible to salvage a relationship. Most relationships you can row back from either the intrapsychic or the dyadic stage where it all goes a bit. Pete Tong is in stage three, which is the social stage, which is where you start to talk to other people about it. And apparently that's when, by sort of speaking with other people, it sort of solidifies things in your brain. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And then it's kind of game over, except for Wait, stage is, number is four. Is that the point? Is that the point when it just, Apparently. once they start having conversations with other people, that's when you, because you're asking for opinions and when other opinions start stepping, that's when you're basically, yeah. if you're gonna, the one who's going to be dumped, you're basically screwed because there's no going back. Well, for two reasons. One, it solidifies your own thinking and kind of crystallizes all of the, you know, by talking to other people about it, you end up convincing yourself of what you're thinking is true. But also I think there is an element of once you've, told someone else how you're feeling they take sides they give you opinions back and you kind of kind of positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. but either way once you reach stage three which is i guess for this this caller um you know who's leaving a voicemail on a podcast would feel like they're at least in stage three or in stage four which is the last stage which is the grave dressing state right so this is stage rather this is when you've broken up with someone or you're like on the cusp of doing it and you start to um, explain to yourself and to other people why the relationship broke down. And obviously in that process, you sort of minimize your own faults and maximize the faults of the partner who you're, you're in the process of leaving. So yeah, though, I just thought it's kind of interesting because to try and put a proper framework, a bit like people do with bereavement actually yeah. around relationship breakdown was kind of interesting. And I suppose you know, for listeners who are sort of sat at home going, oh, where am I? And, you know, I feel, you know, slightly at sea with this relationship. You, you could sort of maybe think to yourself, am I in stage one or two, in which case probably salvageable, or am I in stages three or four, in which case probably the writing's on the wall? Yeah, there's also there's also an interesting kind of uh, psychological take on this as well, where, so if, if you're, if you are, I suppose if you, if you're doing the breaking up with or you're being broken up with, where, when you lose someone in life, when you have a loss and someone dies and you grieve them, your body actually releases a pheromone that allows you to think fondly of that person. So you only remember the good things. So you only remember the good points of the relationship mm. and it helps you deal with the grief quite a lot of the time. Supposedly it does. When you, are broken up with or someone breaks up with you. It's a difficult one because uh, the same pheromone is released in the body. You feel like someone has died. You feel a sense of grieving, a sense of loss. And so your body sometimes tricks you. So if you're doing the breaking up with, that's why a lot of people go, God, I think I've made a mistake. I think I've done something wrong here. I think I, oh my God, no, she was great. They were great. He was great. Mm. Whatever it is. And they want them back because your body is almost tricking you. And the person, when you are being broken up with, it's a sense of loss. So you go, oh my God, that person was the best person in the entire world. I'm never going to get someone whose hands are like that, whose face is like that, whose this is like that. So actually a lot of the time your body is tricking you into thinking that that's the relationship that you want still. Yeah. Yeah. And it is that sensation, isn't it? Of, of nothing physically has changed in the world. Like everything is exactly the same, but for some reason, you're no longer, like when someone dies, you're no longer allowed for like purely invented human reasons to actually hang out with that person or to call them or to text yes. them or whatever it is. And it's that sort of extraordinary disconnect between, well, everything is ostensibly the same, but yet for some reason you're not allowed to behave in the ways that you used to behave. The, yeah, um, and, and you, you spend so much time with that individual and then suddenly it's just cut off and suddenly you don't get to see them ever again. It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the grief thing I think is really interesting, particularly recently. So I don't know, I've got a c- couple of friends actually who have done the whole of lockdown, the whole of COVID, apart from their uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. which is about the same amount of time that it 
you know, lots of people process grief or lots of people, it's about the same average period of time that it would take someone to get over someone else. And yeah, so I have a couple of friends who went into lockdown as like incredibly strong couples and coming out of it are, you know, on the verge of breaking up because they've gone through that, like you said, that sort of time healing process. Um, they've just kind really? of work, worked through it. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And, and I do wonder if, if we'll see things like uh, this kind of pandemic will end up actually bringing people together, bringing relationships together or end up forcing people apart. It's kind of interesting. I've definitely noticed there are things when you spend as much time with your partner as we have been recently, <laughs> you do start to notice a few little, little niggles <laughs> that, that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise noticed. Would you agree or no? I do. I totally agree. But also I think that, uh, what I have worked out is that if you're with someone who is right and with someone who you works, the little niggles uh, are, are totally okay. And actually all of the other positives absolutely outweigh the negatives. You know when it's a problem when the negatives start becoming more than the positives. And yeah. so I think that's how you kind of work it out. So, so to our lovely guy who sent in the voicemail, what should we say to him? what piece of advice would you say, Josh? So, yeah, I think there's a few things. I think the first thing, which is really positive, is that he seems comfortable talking about it. Mm -hmm. And there's loads of uh, evidence that suggests, as with bereavement, um, vocalising how you feel, talking to other people, maybe even talking to professionals is, uh, is definitely, definitely a good thing. You know, the kind of mental health implications of really savage breakups um, are quite profound. So there are links with things like depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, mm -hmm. not just if you've been in abusive relationships, but also if the, the sort of nature of the breakup is pretty intense, that can also engender um, elements of PTSD. So talk about it, be open about it, and don't be afraid to ask for help from professionals if you think you need it. I think there's also a load of stuff that you can like psychologically also sounds so much easier than it is to do in practice, but it's things like try not to dwell on feelings of anger, absolutely ban yourself from the Facebook stalking that used to drive me completely mad. Totally. Uh, like you've just really got to be on that and then actually try to start seeing after a while the positives. So try to embrace the elements of freedom that you would have now that you wouldn't have previously done. And exactly. You can do some really cheesy shit, like, you know, make lists of positive things or, you know, write stuff down, or you can just kind of, you know, next time you're on the bus, have a think about, you know, the fact that you can probably, I mean, not that it's possible for you to play more golf, but you know, you could play, maybe play, play an extra, play, play a 10th round that day um, or whatever it is. Whereas maybe you couldn't have done before. And then also when you kind of maybe a few months down the line, and again, this sounds like maybe a little wishy-washy, is to reflect on actually the things that you can learn from the end of that relationship and, you know, maybe things that you can do differently as you move into the next one. Yeah, I totally agree. And also I think that there's a lot of it in know your worth, especially if you've been broken up with and you're really wanting the back, know your worth. If that person doesn't want to be with you, understand that firstly, if they don't want to be with you, that's their issue, not yours. Allow them mm. not to be with you. And you kind of just have a sort of pride and acknowledgement within yourself that you are good enough um, and that you are great enough. And you don't need someone else to bring you validation or support or love or make you feel great. That comes from within you. Yeah, I think that's important. I, I totally agree. And, and besides, why do you want to go out with someone who doesn't want to go out with you? Exactly. Like, it's just, you know, why would you want to... What, it's like 
cooking something for someone when you know they hate hate what you're cooking. Do you know what I mean? It's just not right. So I, I completely agree with you, actually. And then, you know, that kind of like stage of self-reflection, I think probably will help you when you move into your next relationship. I don't know. There's, there's, a, few, there's a few kind of cliches, which I'd be interested to get your take on. Okay. So number one, the only way to get over one is to get under one. Thoughts. Or on top of another one, I suppose, depending uh, on your preference. Ah, uh, uh, do you know what? I, I think it definitely heals. It, it definitely allows a plaster on the on the wound, but you're not fixing the wound. So if you want a if you want a very short term relief, or I think that's the way to do it. But I don't think it it's a a, a long standing way to do it. Okay, so you that's not, my take. You're not straight down to the pubs and clubs. Ah, I think it helps, but I think it, you, 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 at the end of it, if you do get under someone, you feel a sense of real loneliness afterwards and almost you, you then desire the person that you have lost way more because they weren't the same yeah, as yeah. the person that you just got under. Do you know, I'd have to and say, by under, I, I assume you mean be having sex with. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that was it. Yeah, not rent the flat <laughs> below someone else. <laughs> okay, I must say that I started out this podcast thinking I was going to be the one that would break up and break down into tears, but the no, more we go it looks on, like the, the closer it, it looks like I'm just very emotional be. at the moment. What the hell's going on? Okay. What's, the, what's the next one? Do you have another one? What do we think about breakup sex? As in, you Bro- know, <sighs> it's kind of come to the end. And I don't, if I'm honest... I don't know if this is really a thing. It's not, never something that's come my way. Um, but I, don't movie, think I think it's, I think it's Hollywood, they, Hollywood propaganda. I don't think it actually happens. When does anyone ever have breakup sex? Yeah, you're right. I think it's just, maybe it's just in movies. I don't know. I thought maybe you'd had a bit of that. Well, I have, I have, but I think <laughs> well, it makes you... Don't get me wrong, you, I have. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, don't be wrong. Yes, I've tried it. Um, but I think it makes you desire the person still more. You go, oh God, that was great. Because it, it, you kind of go, oh, that was fun. I don't... I think if you have a breakup, I think, and it's, and it's okay and it's nice. And if it was just a fling, then whatever. But if it was a proper relationship, I think you break ties. Got I think it. that's the best way to get over things. Knock it on the head. All right. Just knock it on the head. And my last one, which is something that now I definitely do do, but at the time I did for the wrong reasons, was sort of staying friends with them. No, tough. Can't do that to begin with. You have to allow time to heal yourself. Allow time to pass and then you can be friends again. If you try and be friends straight away, it's a nightmare. I, well, I think I agree, but I'm now, at quite, it's quite fun now because I'm quite chummy with all of the, all of my ex-girlfriends in a kind of Simon Cowell, Sunita sort of setup. <laughs> maybe, so, not as, maybe not as lavish. So, <laughs> so a slightly metrosexual way where you just, you're just sort of their friend. Were they banging Simon and Sunita or was it, was, it, uh, yeah, was I, she I, a sort of convenient, beard, you know, a beardy kind of character? I think it was both. I think she's sort of a beard, but also they were probably sleeping together at some point as well. Fair. I think so. Also, there's a big point on, on revenge, not revenge, but um, yeah, seeking revenge. If you've been hurt or you have uh, been cheated on or they have broke up with you, don't think it's fair, or they behaved in the wrong way or did something like this, I think what's really important to realize, and Nelson Mandela said it so well, um, he said, seeking revenge is like drinking poison, wanting the other person to die. It only injures yourself. And that is so true. If you seek revenge or want the other person to be hurt, you're just going to hurt yourself. Let it go. Pass it on. Move forward. 100%. I think that's important. Yeah. And actually, last one, before we can do the next voicemail, but maybe this isn't necessarily a cliche once, once you've broken up with someone, but it's more once you get back with someone. And we had a very heated debate about this in my flat last night. The phrase, once a cheat, always a cheat. True or false? I, I think false. 
in my in my in personal opinion of the whole thing in my experience uh when you find the right person and the right person fits into whatever you're doing and i think lots of people are different and i'm and i'm not generalizing but i have cheated in the past and it doesn't make you feel good but when you find the right person you, the last thing you would ever do is cheat because you couldn't possibly imagine hurting that person mm. and being dishonest is is the worst thing that you can do in and to do that to someone that you love is is really not a good thing so i would say that once a cheat always a cheat is not true but once a cheat always a treat if you cheat if you haven't found the right person yes okay so you're kind of keeping your op- <laughs> keeping your options open there <laughs> right josh should we listen to the next voicemail yeah let's do it okay so here you go man i've seen it on instagram so i'm gonna gonna go for it um yeah, um, I'm kind of going through this breakup with someone at the moment. Um, I'm absolutely mad about it. Love it a bit. Um, I believe I'm not. I, I don't think I'm deluded, but I believe that she feels the same way about me. Um, she's got children from a previous marriage, and it's come from quite a mentally sort of abusive background. And basically what she says to me is that she doesn't feel like she's able to feel anything for anybody because of what's gone on in her her past, Um, which I know isn't true, but I understand why she feels like she does at the moment. Um, But it's the most frustrating thing in the world. So, yeah, man. Firstly, I just love the idea of how guys behave in guys such fashion. All right, I'm gonna get here. We go. Gonna go for it, <laughs> guys. As guys, listen to all the men who are little boys or whoever are listening right now, teenagers, whoever it is. Guys find it so hard to open up, and when they do open up, they have to make a kind of funny joke or an excuse or whatever it is for why they're mm. they're opening up at the beginning. Um, and that's the point of this podcast is for guys to be able to show that you know two alpha males like Josh and I, two Spartans. Of, <laughs> two, of, two complete yeah. bedwetters. Yeah, yeah two, two, two real men of men. Uh, you know, if we can open up, so can you. Welcome. Um, but Josh, what do you think about that voicemail? Yeah, I think it's... Um... It, it, it speaks to the specificity and the like the vast array of different reasons for why you know people end up breaking up and it sounds to me like the 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 caller is kind of at once sympathetic but also you know disappointed for for what's going on which i think is hugely typical of of the way that lots of people feel when they they break up i suppose from an advice perspective like lots of the things we we say on this podcast it's all about communication and talking and and speaking to to other people and you know particularly for his partner that he mentioned you know coming out of an abusive relationship and things like that there is a wealth of resources to help people um and you know places you can go and people you can you can talk to and perhaps we'll chuck some of those into the the show notes so that people can um Mm -hmm. sort of find help and whatnot but i i think you know, it's it's one of those things. I, it sounds to me like, uh, you know, he needs to um, continue that really open dialogue with the with the person in question, um, yes. and try to avoid all the things we said. You know, the feelings of jealousy, the the elements of, um, you know, feelings of anger and things like that. Um, and also to start maybe thinking about, you know, some of the the positive things, if the relationship doesn't end up working out, start to think about some of the potentially positive things that could come out of it, like we we're talking about, you know, with newfound freedoms and whatnot. Yeah, and I, and I totally think that is so important. I think a lot of the time when people are going through these situations, these sort of breakup situations, they're not honest with one another because they feel like if they're honest, 
then they're feeling vulnerable. And they, you start playing games with one another. And I think games are a waste of time because actually you just end up irritating or hurting or, or upsetting one another or upsetting yourself because you don't say what you really want to say and you behave a certain way that you don't really want to behave, but you do mm. it because you're trying to get a reaction or doing this. And actually having that open dialogue is really important. I also would like to say that if you are, I think, you know, we don't know about this lady's environment she's in we don't know what happened in her past relationship we don't know anything about her psyche or whatever's going on but i'm always fearful when someone says that they are saying they can't connect or they can't do this or they can't do that i really think that actually when you're in a relationship um and especially one like this guy he's trying to be loving and supporting all these different things that's an incredible thing to have in your life and if someone is rejecting that my fear is they don't want it mm. and sometimes you have to allow someone to, for you to keep fighting for something while someone else doesn't want it. That's really hard. My mom always says this. My mom always says that hope is a killer. Hope is the killer. If you're hoping something is going to come back, if you're hoping that they're going to suddenly knock on your door, you're hoping that they're going to say sorry or whatever it is, that's the thing that kills you. Mm. Don't, don't go for hope. Allow that hope to drift and hope, and they may come back, but don't hope that it will, because if you have hope, it's just the worst thing for your heart. Yeah, that, I think that's also really um, good advice if you're the person doing the dumping is to is to be unequivocal when you break up with someone mm. because there's a, such a sort of pernicious cruelty in, you know, dumping someone or going on a break or, you know, making it seem as though maybe it's only temporary or maybe there's an obvious avenue for you to get back together or those sort of things. And I think, as you say, hope is a killer. You've got to, you know, do the difficult thing which is to to be unequivocal and to um, not give someone a kind of route back. That's if you're doing the dumping. But I, I completely agree also for the, 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 the caller, as you said, keep, you know, keep communication open and, and be completely honest with each other. But if it isn't going to work out, then as you said, and like we discussed earlier, you know, you don't want to, don't waste your energies on someone who doesn't want them. That's, that's totally it. That's exactly it. And I just, and also what you sort of have to try and remember is that so many people have gone through the same situation in terms of breakups. So many people have got out the other side. So, you know, you're not going to be the worst uh, situation out there. There's always someone worse than you. you it, it may not be the last thing to happen, the last heartbreak. You know, I, I always speak to, again, about to my little brother and he's talked about relationships after this. And I said, you're going to go through loads of these experiences. And someone who is young and listening to this, you know, it will probably happen to you again. You'll probably fall in love with someone or they'll fall in love with you and you may end up hurting them or they may end up hurting you. And, and that's just the kind of the wonderful thing of life. You go through all these different experiences and we, chase this wonderful thing of romance and this wonderful thing of relationships and and it is a marvelous thing but if you are going through a breakup or you are doing the breaking up with and you're finding it hard on both sides try and distract yourself look at different things look at the positives go and play golf josh that's what we should always do but i i, I think it's hard you know to kind of ping it down to one and sort of suggest uh what you do but the, the fact is is that you know to the voicemail just then keep being honest, keep the dialogue open, as you said, and but don't put pressure on the relationship. I think the more pressure you put on someone, the, the further they'll drift away. Allow them to come to you. That's sometimes what I think is better. Yeah, yeah. That's the toughest thing, but I think I agree with you. Josh, if you could give one tip for a to handle a breakup, what would your one tip be? Just the tip. <laughs> that would that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my number one tip would be honesty. And that that sounds like a 
you know, a little bit wishy-washy, but I mean that if you're dumping someone, then I think it's really, really crucial that you're honest about why you're doing it and honest about that person's prospect of, you know, coming back, you know, or the relationship sort of rekindling. And similarly, if you're someone who's been dumped, I think it's really important that you're honest with yourself. Like we've talked about a lot today. Um, there's no point going out with someone who doesn't want to go out with you. And you just have to be honest about that fact and try to, you know, move on, I guess. How about you? Is, your, what's your top tip? totally it. I think, you know, if you are the one, I think breaking up with someone, I think you're totally right. Being honest is just so key. But if you are the person who's being broken up with, I think it's the same thing that, that the feelings, nothing is permanent. Those feelings will pass and you will get back on your feet. It may feel awful at this moment, but you will get them. There is someone out there for you without a doubt. And I think having that positive mindset really, really helps you in that situation. And if you are hoping that individual is coming back, don't hope because hope is a killer. Copyright your mum. There we go. Uh, right. Uh, you know, Josh, you and I could have spoken about this for hours and hours mm. and hours and breakup is one of those things that are very personal to you. But hopefully, as always, what we've done is we've kind of given a little bit of advice, helped some people out. But more than that, that we are two guys sitting here who are being open and honest. And that's the whole point of the podcast. We want you as uh, the individual to be open and honest about your feelings or the way you are or whatever it is. Isn't that right? hundred percent. And uh, like you said, you know, here we are just two completely butch macho men. One of them. Do you have stars on your t-shirt? Do you have stars sitting in your yes. childhood bedroom sitting with stars your, on your sitting shirt? Sitting in your childhood bedroom, Man United duvet cover, starry t-shirt. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. 30 years old. 30 years old. <laughs> As always, we like to say to the wonderful people who have sent in our voicemails, uh, sorry we couldn't read out all of the voicemails or listen to all of the voicemails in the episode, but we do really appreciate it and we do listen to them all. Or as always, we leave some notes in the comments below for help or advice or links to anywhere. So go and check those out and please leave us a review. It helps other people find out that we exist and also subscribe and all those different things. But until next week, Joshua Roberts, uh, that was another episode of Voicemail. Do you have fun? I had a great time. I had a great, great time. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.